As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Action and Ambition, the show that takes you all over the world to share interviews with the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their backstory, get the most important lessons they've learned on their road to success, and hear exclusive tips on how to implement their success in your own life. Action and Ambition is brought to you by Entrepreneur Magazine and your host, Andrew Metal. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Action and Ambition Podcast. You're here with your host, Dominique Linton, and we have another phenomenal guest. But before we introduce them, this interview has been arranged off the back of recent funding round announcement at Fresho ahead of U.S. expansion. Fresho secures $10 million to accelerate U.S. and U.K. expansion plans to make food supply chains more sustainable. Fresho is used by tens of thousands of chefs, who recently reached for their device to choose exact quantities for their needs, much like an online shopping experience, but specifically tailored to the fast-paced B2B food industry. Buyers see live prices and specials, allowing for informed product choices and assistance in food cost management. Suppliers receive the order immediately in an easy-to-use dashboard, which reduces data entry, errors and helps them fulfill orders without delay. The real-time sales data enables suppliers to manage purchasing more efficiently and eliminates wastage before it becomes an issue. So without further ado, I now pronounce or give you Hugh Barrel, one of the co-founders. Hugh, how are you doing? Fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show, Dominic. Oh, of course. Thank you for joining all the way from Australia, correct? Yep, Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, Australia. And that's where you guys are based, right? Yep, that's our head office, but we're all over Australia, New Zealand, UK, and uh, a little bit in LA as well. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Before we get into Fresh Show, could you actually give us a little background of you know where you came from, uh, where you started, and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, so... I'm from Melbourne, Australia, uh, uh, but was living in Santiago in Chile in South America and was reading up about the food industry and that there's 30 to 40% wastage in, in the fresh food industry. Mm -hmm. So in fruit and veg, seafood and meat. So I thought there must be a better way to do uh, ordering in the food industry. Uh, and I got together with uh, my co-founder, James Andronis, who ran the biggest seafood distributor, wholesaler, in Victoria, Australia, and um, together we came up with Fresho. 
So someone looking at from outside the industry and someone in the industry. And that's how we came up with, with Fresh O. Oh, that's always perfect. When it's an insider and an outsider, you get to see both that's perspectives. Right. Yeah, and make, it, make the whole dream come true. That's really awesome. Yeah, oh, I couldn't have done it without him, without his insight. And he just needed a bit of a step back to see you know, what was possible. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, to get the company going, I guess, what were some of the initial thoughts and strategies on how to really launch this type of business? Yeah, I had an original idea, which wasn't as good an idea. And then, you know, when when I was discussing with James, uh, you know, it really became obvious that you know the ordering process between your chefs and and their suppliers was all done through voice messages, text messages, emails, fax, faxes, still faxes in the industry. Yeah. Uh, and so it just became obvious that, that that's where the pain point is. So you've got, you've got errors, you've got, uh, you know, chefs leaving a voice message at, at 10 p.m. at night and then yeah. the wholesale are picking that up at 1 a.m. in the morning when they start and just the confusion. So there's no cross over so it was just very obvious about where the initial pain point was and that's how we started obviously now we provide a lot more features on both sides but that that initial pain point is just really you know really making that process much more efficient yeah seems like you not only tied in the communication piece of it but also eliminating the errors in terms of like orders and stuff like that so is this a like a one step, like a, I guess a platform that they that they use and subscribe to. Yeah, that's right. So you know, a sh- typical chef might order six or seven things every night. So they order their fruit and veg, seafood, meat, uh, bakery, dry goods, etc. But a, a typical wholesaler might receive a uh, hundred to a thousand orders a night. So if you can imagine a, a typical wholesaler listening to hundreds of voice messages or and then translating oh, yeah. them into that what mm-hmm. they have to do they sometimes can't understand what one of the ingredients is yeah, yeah it's just super frustrating and, and this is all happening <laughs> overnight right this is all happening while we're asleep mm-hmm. uh, and, and then they're delivering it to the restaurants at you know eight six seven eight nine in the morning so it's really fast paced the, the, the food industry uh, and you know that's that's just what we don't see in the background yeah that's sweet so then Essentially, it has everything from, you know, the communication side, the ordering side, and like uh, being able to to make your selection all in that one space. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, the supplier can communicate specials as well, what's on specials. So the chef, the chef gets to see what they normally order, but they can then see the full range of products that that supplier has. And so they browse and they might have inspiration for what they might want to cook. But yeah, they order they the supplier invoices and then payments also wow that is awesome and you know when when coming up with this platform what were some of the big i guess you could say challenges or humps that you had to get over Uh, initially probably the biggest challenge was fear of tech in the industry that Mm -hmm. you know moving from phone calls emails text messages you know you have to get over that hump of uh, the chefs and the suppliers both adopting tech, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that's that's really transitioned a lot faster now with you know with COVID and everyone was adopting a lot more tech during the last couple of years. So that's you know that that fear has really disappeared now. Yeah, definitely. And with technology just improving constantly, 
is that really something that, you know, is just super grateful for and just looking forward to how you could keep implementing new, you know, different strategies and different improvements? Yeah, there are so many opportunities in in the sector. Uh, we're really just getting started. Uh, but it's, you know, it's super exciting because, you know, there's, there's just an enormous amount of opportunities throughout, throughout the food industry and that business to business side. Yeah. And it looks like we actually have another one of the co-founders here, uh, James Adronis. Thank you for joining. Hey, Dominic. Nice to be here. Nice to meet you as well. Wow. I didn't realize we we're going to have two guests. This is exciting. Double trouble. <laughs> Double the trouble, exactly. Oh man! So I just actually asked Hugh earlier to give us his background and you know story on how uh, before he actually got to where he is now, and then how he got to where he is now. Could you actually give us the same little breakdown? Yeah, sure. So um, my background is um, from the industry. So uh, I spent uh, a number of years uh, building up a um, one of Australia's largest seafood um, processing and distribution businesses to. Uh, rest, the restaurant industry, um, restaurants, hotels, and other food venues. Um, so I really had a had a good understanding of all the pain points associated with um, with, with running those businesses and uh, and and the operational side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, had an exit out of that, um, uh, sort of just before we, we started Fresho, and then um, Hugh and I had a cup of coffee about a week week after I exited out of that business, and um, away we went with. Uh, with Fresh Hope is that, uh, you know, Hugh, Hugh had this concept that really resonated with me, um, having come from the industry and, um, and sort of having that concept of being able to, um, to use technology to solve these real life issues um, for, for these businesses. Amazing. And, you know, from having both of your insider and outsider perspectives, I guess, what were some of the pros or in terms of what really, you know, helped uh, put it all together? And then what were some of the, I guess, things that you both knew on opposite ends that were actually kind of challenging trying to discuss and put that piece together? Yeah, I guess I guess the real pro was just, you know, James's insight in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a concept and an idea, but, you know, James, having been in the industry, just knew the exact problem that needed to be solved. Uh, and I guess one of the cons, you know, and what made it a bit tougher is someone outside the industry. Just it's hard to it's hard to actually contemplate that there's this, you know, overnight there's these wholesales, there's this whole industry that's working, you know, from from 10 p.m. once the chefs are like 9 p.m. once they're placing the orders, right through to you know 11 a.m. the next day, uh, you know, preparing all the food, cutting it, buying it, transporting it all in the space of, you know, 12 hours. So it's just hard to get people's head around. And that's why there's been so much investment on the B2C side, you know, your Uber Eats, et cetera, mm-hmm. because, because that's easy to visualise. But uh, what hasn't been is, is the business-to-business side, whether the chefs are doing their ordering because it's, it's just not visual for anyone. And that's, that's why there hasn't been as much tech in that space. But it's, it's changing a lot. You know, there's much more investment going into that now which yeah. is great so yeah definitely james did you have anything that on your your side um just yeah just probably reiterate this whole world that um that, that is happening while everyone's sleeping you know the general population's asleep 
uh, you know, from 11 p.m. until uh, until 6 a.m. and and that's when when all of this activity is happening in the B2B food food industry. Um, orders are coming in, restaurants are finishing service, placing orders, um, suppliers are, are processing and and uh, packing and uh, and 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 loading vans. So yeah, it's uh, it's sort of they're the un, unsung heroes, I guess, um, in, in, uh, that keep the uh, keep the industry going, and it's sort of like the engine room of the industry. So. Yeah, just reiterating what Hugh said there. It's um, it's uh, it's a bit difficult for the general population to understand it, but mm-hmm. I think um, I think we're getting there, and there'll, there'll certainly be a lot more investment moving forward. Yeah, and you know, like you both have said, people forget about the behind the scenes for chefs where they have to do all this extra, you know, work besides from just cooking the food and getting the kitchen ready. But it's you know everything after or even before where they have to stock up or make sure that they're, you know, they have the right amount of ingredients for, you know, the upcoming shifts or nights and dinners and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, this platform sounds like a major help to that whole community, which is a really big community. And how does it feel to be able to dive in and provide such assistance to, to this important community, you'd say? Yeah, I, I mean, having come from the industry, I, I, I think it feels fantastic. If, you know, uh, the participants in this chain, in this food supply chain, are really high-stressed individuals. They're, they're running um, businesses at low margin, um, strange operating hours, um, you know, perishable goods. So they're really high-stressed and, and um, being able to provide something, uh, a platform and technology that, that assists with um, with their business operations, uh, lowers that stress level, um, and uh, and also lowers wastage um, throughout the, the supply chain. Uh, feels great to be honest. Um, yeah. you know, I know a lot of I know a lot of people in the industry that have really thanked us for for uh, for providing it, this this uh, this platform, this technology. It's, you know, some of these people has changed their life. Yeah, and in terms of success metrics, what exactly do you you know, based that off of, do you go, do you have like a certain percentage, you know, of how much waste is being saved or, you know, how much waste is being avoided and things like that? Uh, we, we tend to define our success metrics off like how much is going through the platform, how many mm-hmm. orders, uh, you know, the, the wastage is a bit hard to measure, but what we do know is yeah. the amount of credits that were issued pre-fresho and post-fresho. So there's obviously credits as, as if there's something that was wrong, wrongly ordered, et cetera, or delivered mm. incorrectly. And yeah. definitely fresh out post, you know, the amount of credits is reduced. So which is which is what we want. And, and this wastage is really little bits throughout the whole chain. Mm. And that's why we're sort of starting at this spot because there's, you know, the, you know, the, the fact that the, the chef is placing order over the phone, you know, just leaves so much room for misinterpretation etc so uh, and i'll just add to james you know it's a super exciting industry the food industry it's uh, you know the chefs and as you said dominic the the chefs sometimes don't get credit for that behind the scenes stuff they're doing the mm-hmm. cooking but all, it's all the other stuff that comes around it uh, and yeah it's just so fast-paced the industry and there's a lot of uh, energy and you know everyone it's a hundred percent target market everyone eats uh, everyone goes out to <laughs> yep. you know so it's a great industry to be in. Yeah, definitely. It's very, like you said, it's a time sensitive 
type of industry and so many people are involved and um, yeah, very urgent. And I mean, such a key, I guess you could say niche to, to wiggle into because like, like no one, not many companies are doing this or not many companies are even around doing this. So you guys are really like the pioneers of starting this type of, you know, transaction and, and type of relationship with all the different chefs and restaurants. So that's, that's really cool. It's really awesome to hear about. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and it's a very large, it's a very large industry. It's yeah, you know, hundreds of thousands of venues, hundreds of billions of dollars go through is purchased. You know, obviously we 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 do about 1.4 billion through the platform, but that's just a fraction of 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 the overall market. So we're really really just getting started. Yeah. And how many employees do you actually have uh, part of the company now? Uh, so we've got 70, 70 employees, uh, mm-hmm. but part of this round is to, is to grow uh, even more and relaunch in, in the US, uh, in LA. So oh, we, nice. we, we literally were over there about a month before COVID hit and everything shut down. And then we were like, oh, oh well, let's, let's, uh, let's pull back. And then so we're relaunching, but we've still got some clients over there, which is great. Oh, yeah, good. it goes to the shows the, the stickiness of um, of the platform. You know, mm-hmm. uh, launched pre-COVID, and uh, we did the same thing in the UK. Actually, we launched um, you know two weeks, I think three weeks before COVID hit, and uh, and those suppliers that we launched with and those users uh, at the restaurant level continued to to use the platform all through the the COVID period. So, yeah, really looking forward to to relaunching in the US because. We've relaunched in uh, in the UK and it's um it's been fantastic today. Oh, that's good to hear that COVID cannot hold you guys down because you're still <laughs> strong and still still doing your thing. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, it's one of those industries that um it just keeps rolling. Yeah. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it can it can take us a few punches, but it's it's uh, it's going to rebound all the time. So yeah. Um, everyone needs to eat. Yeah. <laughs> And through tough times like COVID or any other, you know, challenges that you guys have faced, what have been, what has been your main, I guess, mindset to get through those and make sure that you guys are staying focused and keeping, you know, in mind uh, of the success that you're trying to reach, but also helping those out there? I think with, um, with any business, it's really easy to look at opportunities and and different uh, pathways that you can take, (laughs) um, uh, they, they, they come up all the time, whether it's COVID or whether it's general business. So it's, it's really important and we're really good at, at just staying focused on, on what we believe is the right path and, and the, the goal to, to success um, and, uh, and focusing on that and maintaining that and being able to say no, I think, is, uh, is really important um, mm-hmm. and, and keeping the, the, having faith in our product and, and, and what we're doing. Yeah. That makes sense. And I guess for anyone who's on the same type of path or wanted to wanting to go down the same path, um, what kind of tips would you actually give them? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, there's a few, if you, if you're outside the industry and, and you know, you see a problem like, like I guess I was, I think there's a fair bit of research, you know, that should mm-hmm. be done first. Uh, it's a bit easier to be inside the industry because you just know the the problem that's that's being solved. So I think they're the two different perspectives of whether you're inside the industry or outside the industry. Uh, you know, the I guess just speaking from my experience, 
yeah, one of the one of the hardest things was actually making the jump and and getting involved in it, uh, and and then the other, you know, being a hundred percent committed to it, to to getting it off the ground, and then probably the you know the last the last you know you know that staying focused as I think mm. both both you and James have said it's like you know making sure you're staying focused and and not trying to do everything. Uh, and then there'll be highs and lows. Hopefully, hopefully there's more highs than lows and that yeah. you're on the right track, but uh, there's always ups and downs. Definitely. I feel like, <clears throat> like you mentioned, jumping into it and being 100% committed is like always the hardest part. Um, it's getting over that fear of, you know, f- not only failure, but That's right. even success or even just the fear of having to put it all together and plan. I feel like people have such great ideas out there but they're so unwilling to just commit because it's, it's just a scary yeah, feeling of failure or just it's not going to get what you hope it to be, but it really takes time and dedication. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Change, change is scary, right? So mm-hmm. the fact you've got to change something. Uh, and as you said, I think people do have that fear of, of failure and, and, you know, some people, you know, it does fail. So, but, you know, yeah. if, you, if you're 100% behind it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's right. If you see so many startups where people are trying to do them on the side as of their of their normal career, so they maintain their full time job and uh, and then work a little bit on a on a startup or idea uh, on the side, which which is great. Um, but if you're not all in, it's very difficult to 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 make it and, and start a business and, and really get things rolling and, and progress. Yeah, you really got to believe your own dream and make it come true because no one else is going to do it for you so that's right yeah, that's yeah. the biggest exactly. part. <laughs> yeah. and you know from how unique your company is and how like special and different it is um, would you say is that something that is like an easy way to attract customers and you know kind of put into your growth hack in a way yeah yeah the you know the industry is very attractive everyone knows the food industry so you're in a yeah. great starting point where where it's it's a great industry that everyone knows about and you know restaurants etc uh and then you know the problem we're solving is actually quite easy to articulate you know that ordering between and everyone knows and often people go oh are you sure there isn't something that already exists out there mm-hmm. yeah so so that, that that's that's the two greatest things, right? You've got a you've got a great industry that everyone knows about, and then you've got a, a really easy identifiable problem that everyone just understands completely. So that that's why it's quite easy to attract, you know, talent, but also you know, customers and and get them on board. Yeah, yeah, we see so many people um, just get really excited by the concept once the penny drops and they understand. That sort of light bulb moment. It's like, you, you know, you're telling me this doesn't exist. Is my solution here? It's like, wow, yeah. what an opportunity. Yeah, that is really cool. I mean, opportunities like this, they don't, they don't really come often. And I can only imagine, you know, those who want to jump on, uh, on board with you guys, because this is, yeah, very unique, very special. And I guess, you know, on the operational side, how do you keep things to run smoothly and, and make sure that you are keeping your goal in mind and reaching those those uh, goals that you have 
Yeah, it's 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 a really good question because I think that's if, if you don't have those those goals, Dominic, then you can get that distraction, right? And yeah. and not that staying focused, what we were talking about earlier. So it's really important that you've got those, you know, five, six, seven goals that you want to do for the year or the you know the next couple of years, and it's just making sure that anything you're you're doing is 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 working towards those goals. I think sometimes you can just get get deviated off on a path and you just and yeah. you just waste that time. So yes, yeah, that's why it's we 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 permeate that throughout the business, try and get everyone so that everyone's aware of you know the the key the key goals we're trying to achieve. And so everyone can be going, well what what I'm working on right now is it is it working towards achieving those those company objectives. Yeah and, and being um being agile enough to to adapt um not, not the goals because you know the, the goal is set and, and striving towards that but the, the solution or the, the pathway to those got to those goals can often vary over a, a, a one or two year period you know all sorts of things pop up so being having a, a team that's agile enough to, to move quickly and and, and adapt and um, find a, a new solution or, or a better pathway yeah adaptability is something that's so crucial um, that people don't realize. You know, you really have to go with the hits, but also, you know, create your own hits in a way um, yep. and yep. battle back when you can. Yeah. And celebrate the wins. That's super celebrate important. Celebrate the wins for yep. sure. Celebrate yep. all the wins. Yeah. And, uh, and and learn from the learn from the mistakes. You know, I think we're yeah. something that we like doing at, uh, at, at Fresho is um, celebrate the wins, but then look back and say, okay, this didn't work. Why didn't it work? What can we learn from that? Yeah, and and take that into our thinking moving forward. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you know, could you actually give us a snippet, or are you allowed to give us a snippet of what one of your goals are? Uh, yeah, I mean, the yeah, it's to try and double the business in the next year. You know, just our key metrics. Another one is is relaunching in the U.S. You know, in LA and making a really great success for that. So there's some of them. Uh, you know, they're they're sort of the, and then obviously there's just some. You know, processes we're trying to make it a bit more uh, make us more efficient just you know given what's happening in the in the tech space at the moment yeah yeah because we're really in that in that scale up phase now so that you know like processes that scale are, are really important to us now mm-hmm. so that's a that's a key goal um, with everything we do over the next um, next little period nice um, do you have any projects unrelated that are coming up or any like special events that are coming up Uh, I think we, we've, yeah, we're we're always um always doing some industry events that that pop up. Um, we had, we had a, a a big one um in Australia uh last uh, last month. I think there's like thousand people there, and uh, it's a great event. It's sort of um they give awards um for the food industry and um uh, announced a couple of uh, legends that were living legends that that got awards. So. Uh, and that one was actually celebrating women in, um, in in the industry as well, which is great to see. Um, uh, you know, a lot of a, a lot of spotlight on on that um, because there are so many women in in the food industry, which mm-hmm. um, which is which is also great. Um, we've got yeah, we've we've always got events coming up. Um, there's 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 a, there's a fair bit going on uh, in the industry all the time. So yeah, yeah um, it, it, we're quite often saying no to things because we're too busy, but we we, we try yeah, to get along to a few. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, I mean, are you part of any like uh, 
or do you engage in a lot of like charity events or, you know, things uh, to help around the community, anything like that? Yeah, we did this really cool thing during COVID. We, um, we, you know, obviously a lot of the restaurants were, were locked down. So we, um, we, we did a, um, uh, a team marathon, um, uh, or half, half marathon, actually. Oh, shouldn't, okay. shouldn't stretch the truth there. Half <laughs> marathon. <laughs> um, so we did it in, uh, in every region that we're operating in uh, each office. And um, we've had sort of a month to build up uh, to, to to build up sponsorship, and um, and we called it half for Hospo, half a marathon for Hospo, and um, and yeah, we did it and raised some really good funds, and then um, and then uh, Fresho matched um, dollar for dollar anything that was um, that was raised, um, and the, the funds went to wow. three, yeah, it went went to in each region they went to a, a, a charity that was specifically there to help um, uh, individuals in the in the food industry. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, I love companies that engage in the community and just charity events like that in general, because, you know, shows how selfless, you know, um, companies can be. And it's not just all about the money for them. So that's awesome. And um, yeah. Do you have any actually uh, any final advice or tips for any entrepreneurs trying to build their own company or start their own, you know, business? I mean, those tips earlier—they'd be my yeah. ones, but just that's because my my experience. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say that every every journey is different, and everyone's on you know, everyone's way to get there is different. But I think that that staying focused is such a is such a critical one, and uh, you know, making sure you you're prepared and, and then t- taking the leap. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, for me, I think you know, once you've got the idea and and you you've done the research and you're pretty sure that it's a it's a good um, it's a good concept. I think stay strong. You're going to have your ups and downs. Um, just just keep punching and uh, and work through it. And um, that leadership part and build build a really strong culture in your team mm-hmm. um, so that the the business can can then scale. And um, you know you see a lot of founders that it's all on. It's all on one head, and the sort of, um, yeah, I guess, fall apart a little bit once things start to scale. So, just stay strong and uh, and build the, the foundations for for success. Yes, listen to them, folks. They're doing their thing, living out their dreams, and helping people out. Um, you know, in closing, could you actually tell people where uh, they can find you and your company online? Yeah, fresho.com. So f r e s h o dot com. Uh, and then you can log in, sign up, or read about us. There's a lot of information. We're getting more information online. So sweet. Do you also have anything on social media like Twitter or Instagram, Facebook? Yes. Yeah. So Fresho on or Fresho app on uh, all those three: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. All right. All right. Well, sweet. Thank you guys for coming on. It was a pleasure meeting with you. Uh, both I mean James you were surprised so yeah thank you for joining as well <laughs> but, <laughs> but everyone thanks. yeah sorry go thanks for, for having us no thanks, yeah uh, thanks so much Dominic really yeah. appreciate it of course of course thank you everyone for tuning in another episode of action and ambition podcast make sure to check out Fresho with Hugh and James and we'll see you back again soon thank you again and have a great rest of your day or evening all right 
Thanks for listening to Action and Ambition with your host, Andrew Metal. Please leave a review and subscribe and go to andrewmetal.com for all the exclusive lessons, behind-the-scenes footage, and video content of the show. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Action and Ambition, and we'll see you on the next episode. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.